Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigma surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong, from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey, not to be perfect, but to be, well, okay-ish. Welcome, your session has now started. Hi, I'm Mary Ellen. Thanks so much for joining me here today. I'm so happy to be here with you. And today, I kind of want to dive right in because as you see in the title of this episode is my first date with a narcissist. And I kind of just want to share with you all what happened because I know you're dying to hear. So let me just dive right into this. A few years ago, I went on a date with a guy and it went really well. I think we just went out for drinks. I, I don't really remember, but it went really well. So we were going to go on a second date. And so he suggested for the second date to come over to his house and he was going to make me dinner. And I thought, score, like, look at this guy who can cook. I don't like to cook. He's going to make me dinner. Oh my gosh, this is so adorable. So even though the title of this episode is my first date with a narcissist, technically it was my second date. But you know, that doesn't sound as good. So anyways, the night in question comes and I'm really excited. So I go over to his house at the time he told me to be there. So I get there and I'm excited. He's going to make me dinner. I bring a bottle of wine, you know, thinking it's going to be nice. I walk in. He's sitting on the couch. I don't smell any food. There doesn't seem to be any oven on. And so I'm like, hi. And he's like, hey, good to see you. And I go, yeah, you too. Okay. And he goes, yeah, I was thinking about making tacos. And I said, great. I love tacos. And he then said, okay, but I don't have any of the, any of the ingredients. We need to go to the store. And I'm like looking back through my text messages being like, he invited me over for dinner, right? Like I'm not making this up this because this feels weird. So I'm kind of like, okay, I guess we'll go to the store. Now at the time he lived walking distance from a grocery store, like almost right across the street. So we ended up just walking across the street to the grocery store. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, did maybe he purposely didn't get groceries. Like, did he think this was going to be like a cute day activity? Like I'm trying to justify and understand this. So I go to the grocery store with him. We get groceries for tacos. And then we go up to the checkout line. He's standing in front of me in the checkout line and the cashier brings everything up and then says, okay, that'll be $30. And he looks at me and says, how do you want to do this? I looked at him back and was like, how do I want to do what? Like what? Because it really took me a minute to process. Like, is he really asking me to like split these groceries or like maybe even pay for all of these groceries. I was so confused. And so I don't quite remember, but I I think I said something to him like, what do you mean? Like, like what? And he was like, well, well, how do you want to pay? Meanwhile, the cashier is a woman and she's looking at me and her eyes were just saying, get the fuck out. Like what is happening? And so I was like, you know what? I'll just take care of it. I'll just pay. 
And he was like, oh, are you sure? I honestly don't remember what happened the rest of the night. I really, really don't. Um, We went back and, and made tacos and ate the tacos, but I don't know what we talked about or <laughs> anything like that. Now, and years later, in, in in time later, I've told this story many times because to friends and to family and and you know whoever because it's a hilarious story. Like who does this? It is a hilarious story. And so, anyways, he he heard me telling this story, or he heard that I was telling this story to someone, and he was like, "Oh, I don't remember that. I'm sorry, you don't remember this." I hope it's because you blocked it out of your memory because that was a really douchey thing to do. I don't know. Was this guy a narcissist? I don't know. But we'll get into that. Because here's the thing. I want to talk about narcissism. Everyone is saying he's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. That's what happened. I feel like it's this. I feel like it's similar to a few years ago. I feel like whenever a guy, and maybe even still today, but I heard it more a few years ago, whenever a guy would break up with a girl, he would say, well, oh, I broke up with her because she's crazy. I feel like that's what I'm hearing all over the place. Like, oh, well, I broke up with them because they're a narcissist. And here's the thing. A lot of us don't really know what being a narcissist means. And so that's why I want to tell us. Now, before we get into this, next week on the podcast, I'm going to have a dating coach on. So we're going to talk about it a little bit more. So stay tuned for next week. But I want to talk about what that word narcissist actually means. Narcissism, like having narcissistic traits, being narcissistic is different than narcissistic personality disorder. Narcissistic personality disorder is a mental health disorder. Being narcissistic is not. That's a personality trait. Like outgoing, introverted, shy, whatever. You know, we can all probably describe the personality trait of narcissism, right? Self-centered, big ego, attention-seeking, selfish, vain, Most of us are guilty of narcissistic behavior at different times. (laughs) Like we just are. When something exciting is happening in our lives, we're going to be, we're going to be a little self-centered around it. We, we just are. That doesn't mean that we're a narcissist. And I think that when people say, oh, they're a narcissist, they, they mean like a mental health disorder, but the, the disorder is narcissistic personality disorder. Like, so so what do they mean? Is it a personality trait or is it a disorder? Well, that's part of why I'm doing this episode is to kind of talk about that. So a big difference between having some narcissistic personality traits and narcissistic personality disorder is the frequency, the duration, the intensity of all of those symptoms. So let's first talk about narcissistic personality disorder. It's a mental health disorder, and it's characterized by a pattern of grandiosity, need for admiration, lack of empathy. It typically begins in early adulthood, like it typically shows itself the most in early adulthood, and it's present in a variety of contexts, work relationships, romantic relationships, family relationships, all of the contexts. 
the person with narcissistic personality disorder may have like an overwhelming sense of self, meaning they think they are so much more important than they actually are. They may have consistent fantasies of unlimited success, unlimited power. They might need constant admiration and will really do anything to get that constant admiration. They struggle to have empathy for others, meaning that they struggle to put themselves in other people's shoes. When someone's feeling upset, they don't necessarily feel upset because that person's upset. They just, it doesn't affect them. People with narcissistic personality disorder often take advantage of others for the purposes of achieving their own goals. So not necessarily to take advantage of others, not necessarily to with the intention of being mean, but the intention of, oh, this is going to help me reach my goals, so I'm going to take advantage of this person. The person with narcissistic personality disorder is going to violate boundaries, again, for that same reasons, to meet their own needs. And maybe meeting their own needs involves violating some of your boundaries. And of course, they're not very validating. They're very invalidating, right? Often, Often they're invalidating for the purpose of validating themselves. That constant need for admiration, that constant need to be right, things like that. Now, before you go diagnosing yourself or your significant other or your mother or roommate or whoever with narcissistic personality disorder, again, people can have narcissistic traits without having a personality disorder. So I want to give an example. Let's say you have a friend. This has happened to me. I bet this has happened to most of us. I had a friend who she started dating a new guy. And so for about two months, all she would talk about is dating the new guy. If we were in a social setting and the conversation went to something else, she would like find a way to twist it back. It was very frustrating because she would be like, she would act like she knew everything about relationships. She was like, well, in my relationship. And it's like, okay, you've known this guy for like a minute. Like, calm down. She, you know, she talked like her relationship was better than everyone else's and that everyone should be like her. And isn't everyone jealous of her new relationship and this, that, and the other thing. Pretty narcissistic behaviors, right? Now, after the relationship kind of settled down, right? After they'd been dating for a little while, after some friends were like, shut up. <laughs> her behaviors died down too. That doesn't mean she has narcissistic personality disorder. That means she was excited about her new relationship and some narcissistic traits were coming out. Again, it can happen to people. Some people are a little bit more narcissistic than others. They just are. Again, that doesn't mean they have narcissistic personality disorder. One example of narcissistic personality disorder, and this is this is not a true example. This doesn't encapsulate everything, but it's a fun example. So that's why I want to share it, um, is Regina George from Mean Girls. So Regina George only thinks of herself. She uses others for her own benefit. She lies. She manipulates others to get her own benefit. She does it in a variety of contexts. She does it at home with her family. She does it at school with her friends, with her teachers, um, lots of different places. She has a very grandiose sense of self, thinking that she is, you know, amazing and incredible. She needs constant admiration. Like in, in this, in the movie, the, her friends, the plastics, are always like bowing down to her, telling her how great she is because she told them to do that. Again, 
this is not the most realistic example because it's a movie about mean girls, but it's a fun example and it shows a lot of these symptoms and it shows that it's more intense than someone maybe just having some narcissistic traits. So that actually brings me to my next point. I can't talk about narcissism without talking about manipulation and gaslighting. Often when people say narcissist, they are referring to that in with someone who has manipulative tendencies and gaslighting behaviors. Bringing it back to Mean Girls. Remember how in Mean Girls they did the three-way phone calls and like one person would be silent on the phone and they'd be like tricking them into like listening to them and talking about them? It was crazy. They would manipulate others in order to achieve their own self-serving needs. Common manipulation techniques include guilt tripping, blaming, shaming, threatening, which are also often sometimes referred to as gaslighting. Gaslighting is basically when someone manipulates someone else that makes the other person question their own sanity. So if someone came to me and said, I know that story that you told about your first date with a narcissist, that never happened. Like that never happened. You're remembering it wrong. Like your perspective is wrong. Your feelings are wrong. That never happened. That would be gaslighting because my response would be like, wait, am I crazy? Like, no, I know this happened. That would be gaslighting. But here's the thing about manipulation and gaslighting. Well, first of all, gaslighting isn't a diagnosis. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I'm sure I'll talk about it again, but it's important to note that it is not a diagnosis. Second of all, we can all be manipulative. As human beings, we can be manipulative, right? As a female, I will say I've definitely been in fights with significant others where I've been like, I'm fine and walked away when I'm not fine. A lot of us can relate to that. That's manipulative, right? That's a little manipulative. It doesn't mean that we're all narcissistic, right? It means that as human beings, we get in fights. It means that we don't always communicate properly. It means that when our emotions are really, really high, we're certainly not communicating properly. We're not acting like our best selves. It's just not great. That doesn't mean that we're all narcissistic walking around here. Now, on the other side of things, if you are worried that you're dating someone who has pretty consistent narcissistic tendencies, maybe you're worried that they do have narcissistic personality disorder. That's that's not great to be around. I think we can all agree that that's not very fun. It doesn't feel good. It hurts our self-esteem, our self-worth, which, you know, are things that should be elevated in a relationship, um, not not diminished in a relationship. But before you go calling them a narcissist, first of all, know what you mean when you say that, right? Are you saying they have a mental health disorder? Are you saying they're acting like a jackass? Like, what do you mean when you say that? And second of all, ask them. Ask them, like, hey, are you noticing like the way you're treating me is not appropriate. Because again, we all get in fights. Hopefully, we can get in a fight where the person can take responsibility for their actions, where I can take responsibility for my actions, and we can learn from it and, you know, sincerely apologize and move forward. People with narcissistic personality disorder really struggle to do that. 
So that might be a red flag. That might be where you think, "Mm, okay, this is more than just this person's a jackass. This is, you know, they're never taking responsibility. They're always blaming me. They're always, you know, making me feel bad. All of those things. That's not good. We don't want that in a relationship. Typically, people with narcissistic tendencies can absolutely change. They can absolutely change if they realize it's a problem with support, with communication, with a heck of a lot of therapy, with self-awareness. We can change. That's wonderful. People with narcissistic personality disorder can also change. They can also get help. They can also minimize their tendencies. They can improve all of that. It's a little bit more entrenched with narcissistic personality disorder. It's a little bit harder to change. Typically, people with narcissistic personality disorder don't ever end up in a therapy room because they don't see the need for it. If they did, there could be some really great benefits from that. But getting there is, it often doesn't happen. But I am frustrated. I am frustrated with this culture of calling people narcissists and gaslighters. And let me tell you why I'm frustrated. First of all, it's mean. It's just mean. We often don't know what we mean when we're saying that too. Hence why I'm doing this episode. We often, maybe we mean I'm feeling really hurt. I'm feeling really confused because I I, I feel like this fight has gotten out of control and this is like not okay. That's a different story than someone being a narcissist or a gaslighter right? And so we inadvertently use these wrong or inappropriate terms, or maybe we are using them appropriately. Maybe the person has narcissistic personality disorder or has significant narcissistic tendencies, and we're using the term correctly, but it's also not going to help because since when is calling someone who is narcissistic a narcissist, like, productive? It's just not. When has name-calling literally ever helped a situation? It just hasn't. And I've been seeing this a lot. I've been seeing this a lot in the media. And I've been seeing it a lot with my clients. People come in and they say, you know, well, I got in a fight with my significant other or my roommate or my friend or whoever. And they're just such a narcissist. And so I told them, like, I'm not going to fight with you because you're just such a narcissist. Well, that's kind of mean, too. (laughs) Isn't that kind of like the pot calling the kettle black? Like, I am all about removing ourselves from situations. If fights are not productive, then, you know, step out of it. There's a famous quote that's, how do you win a game against a narcissist? And the answer is, you don't play the game. I am all about setting boundaries, removing ourselves, those things. But like, if we're, you know, in a heated argument with someone that that we care about or that we cared about at one point, and we're saying, you're gaslighting me, you're a narcissist, you're an asshole. Um, stop doing that. That's not going to be productive. And quite frankly, it's mean. If you are worried that you are dating someone who has narcissistic personality disorder, who has severe narcissistic tendencies, who's manipulating you, gaslighting you, blaming you, please, please, please get help. There are a lot of resources to get that help. But please stop throwing these terms around when we don't know what they mean. And I'm telling you right now, calling someone a narcissist has never helped them to not be a narcissist. 
It just doesn't work. So even if we're throwing the term around correctly, it's not productive. It is not productive. Now, the guy I mentioned at the beginning of the story, is he narcissistic? I don't know. This was years ago. So I really have no idea what he's like now. At the time, did he have some narcissistic tendencies? Yeah. Was he a little kind of dumb? Yeah. Do I think he's still that way? I don't know. Is it my place to judge that? Absolutely not. Would calling him a narcissist at the time have, you know, been productive at all? Nope. So again, I want to end with saying it's incredibly important to set the boundaries we need to set. It's incredibly important to keep ourselves safe. It's incredibly important to reach out to resources, get support, all of those things. Abuse is not okay. There's no reason that abuse is okay. There's no scenario where abuse is okay. It's just not okay. And yes, by abuse, I mean both physical, mental, verbal, emotional, which can include things like manipulation and gaslighting. The only point of this is before we go calling people narcissists and gaslighters, let's take a look at the situation. Is this a consistent type of behavior that they're doing that's hurting me? That's bad. Is this a, we're in a fight and they said some things that didn't sound right and I need to have a conversation with them about it afterwards to, you know, see if they take responsibility and see if we can have a productive conversation. Yeah, that, that's called being in any type of relationship, right? Thank you so much for listening to me here today, and I will see you next week. Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at okayishpodcast. Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to okayishpodcast.com and submit a comment question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.